world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. A little fired up here this morning because I'm feeling better. Thanks for all of you out there who prayed for me. Still got a little bit of a kink in my neck, but for the most part, I'm, do, I'm doing doing really, really good. Had a good good uh, weekend of uh, recovery. I don't know what the heck that thing was. It <laughs> got upon me because normally when you, you know, when you hurt something, you pull something, you, you know, you know, I can't point back to anything that, that I actually did that caused it to happen. Boy, is is it was a few... Uh, it was a, a few days to remember. Let's, let's let's leave it at that. So feeling good, back at it. Nothing, you know nothing I hate more than a half-hearted effort. You guys know what a half-hearted effort is. I watch uh, I watch a football team, any team. I'm sports oriented. Whoops, my phone went off. I'm sports oriented. So I talk about sports a lot because I think in a lot of ways sports is a reflection of life. And there's nothing I hate more than a half half-hearted performance by any any football team. So look, they're, they're not even trying. They're not even trying. And I think I can't even stand to watch it. I certainly hated it when I coached it, but it wasn't like any way that you could ever shake the guys out of that. They get into that funk and you couldn't get them out of that funk, that half-hearted funk. And I guess some of my great frustration in life goes is I'm so sick of the half-hearted funk that I see the American church in. That's the kingdom of God. Unless a child is born unto us, the son was given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, friends, how can it be any more clear? How can it be any more clear than that? How can any man stand in the pulpit and say that we're not? Hey, Jonathan, that's uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Pull that up there so they don't think I'm lying. How can any man stand in the pulpit and say we're not supposed to be involved with it? I got some responses last week when I wrote my commentary that the church has taken a knee. I, you wouldn't believe the number of guys who are standing in the pulpit out there who, who think taking a knee is what we're supposed to do. It's it's baffling to me how they could, how they possibly could ever ever think that nine verse six nine verse six John so that you all know I'm not lying it says as for unless a child is born a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder now you can lie all you want to you can make it you can make that ecclesiastical you can make it however you want to but the truth of the if this is not true then he's a liar and the government by the way. The government's upon his shoulders. Jesus is the head. And where does the body begin, folks? On your body? Do I need to take you through kindergarten? Touch your head, touch your ears, touch your nose, touch your mouth. Where does the, there's the head. Where does the body begin? Why, the body begins at the shoulders, right? And where shall the government be? Upon his shoulders. Is anybody reading that different than me? Of the increase of his government peace, there shall be no end. And upon his kingdom... To order it and establish it with judgment, justice for henceforth forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. How can we expect justice and judgment? There's that word, huh? Judgment and justice. How can you expect judgment and justice apart from Christ? How can Christians expect that? And how can we expect that there will be justice and judgment if we are not willing to take the weapons of our warfare, the sword of the Spirit of God, and engage against the Luciferians? How do we expect that? We're in an escape mode, so I'm going to I'm going to brag here a minute, because first of all, I'm really behind on updating our our homepage, really behind, and I apologize, but I'm, I'll get I'll get that done. It's my fault, but I want to I want to hit you with something here. Uh, oh man, uh, we're already bearing fruit. Go ahead and pull that up, Cincinnati ruling. I want to salute uh, Randy and the twelve teams that that went to. Uh, 12 different district courts, federal courts. I don't know if you guys saw this. came down this weekend, uh, September 29th. This is Matt Walsh. And I'm not going to read this whole thing. But the, 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 the uh, 
but I'm going to get my brain working here. The district court, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Time, time out a minute. Does anybody know where the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals might be? Does anybody know? Anybody know where that would be? That might be Cincinnati. That would be Cincinnati, wouldn't it? Does anybody know of anybody who just recently went and prayed outside the Sixth District Court in Cincinnati? Anybody know anybody who did that? Uh, anybody? Uh, I might have a clue. It could be Randy. It could be you guys. Oh, really? Really? Huh? That the Lord said, everywhere you put your feet, given it to you under inheritance. Now, oh, I hear you. Well, Coach Dave, this decision's already been decided, been decided weeks ago. You Okay, well, you go ahead and believe that stuff if you want to. Go ahead and believe it. But you can read what Matt Walsh, I'm going to take you through all this. I'm patting Randy Lunsford on the back for being obedient to what he heard the Lord told him to do. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm going Amen. To tell you this. Are you looking at me? We're going to see more of it and more of it and more of it. Why are we going to see more of it and more of it and more of it? Because we have been... We've been uh, almost two decades behind in the fight. We've been almost two decades. We trusted, dare I say it? Look, this makes people mad when I say it. We trusted Rush Limbaugh that everything was in control. Huh? Talent on loan from God. And all Rush ever did was give us a play-by-play -play -play about what was going on. He never did anything. He never organized a movement. He never organized a meeting. He never He never did any of that kind of stuff. Rush never did. And then his golden boy, Sean Hannity, comes along. And Sean, well, Sean's the next guy. Sean's on charge of it. Now we find out that Sean's just a government wonk. That's all, all he is. He's, he's, he, am I tracking with me today? Am I tracking? And so uh, we've been sitting around here saying, something, there's something seriously wrong here. There's something seriously wrong in America. And it's obvious to me and to you and to us that our elected officials aren't going to be the ones going to do anything about it. They're, they're, they're benefiting off of it. Can I say this? Uh, thank God Diane Feinstein's dead. Thank God. I don't rejoice in what's facing her. I don't rejoice in the fact that she is uh, uh, on her. I think she didn't know Jesus Christ. I can tell you that. I, I don't rejoice over that. But I rejoice that that wicked witch is gone. And if that makes anybody mad, I, I don't care. I don't care. You understand she was an enemy of the cross. You understand that, folks? Do you understand that Christ has enemies? Do you understand it's okay for us to point it out? Is it okay for us to wake up and understand that God doesn't love everybody? Not everybody's a child of God. To understand that there's a seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And and, and Diane Feinstein was a, a general on Team Satan. It, do you guys get that? Do you, do you get that? Yeah, maybe she did, Judah. Judah said she died a long time ago. Maybe she did because there's a lot of lines, lines emanating. But hang on. Let me swing back here. Last night, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, which would be in Cincinnati, that would be in Cincinnati, where we staked, mm. delivered a devastating ruling for the trans cult. No other court decision has so thoroughly dismantled point by point every disingenuous argument from the trans activists. Hey, folks, the, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals blew up transgenderism in America. Transgenderism is over. That movement Boom. is over. Now, it'll have a Amen. little bit of an afterlife. It'll have a little bit of an afterlife. But the uh, the Sixth District Court of Appeals, in a two-to-one vote, by the way, in a two-to-one vote said, hey, listen, uh, giving kids puberty blockers, all that, nope, 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 nope. The Sixth District Court of Appeals said that no parent no government agency, nobody has the right to intervene on a minor like that. They said that a that an, a no parent has the right to dismember or uh, disfigure their child. No, 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 no. Nobody has the right to do that. So anybody coming along pushing puberty blockers, blockers and cuffing all, cutting off dingers and all that as this the next the next minority. No, 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 no. Now here's the good news. The only one who can overturn that ruling is who? The Supreme Court of the United States. And you know what the Supreme Court of the United States is going to do? They ain't even going to take it up. They're not, they're not, they're not going to take this case. No, no. Now, I don't have time to read down through this. Uh, play, just click on Matt Walsh here. Just, just play a couple minutes. Hey, folks, look. Hey, Randy. Randy, you did it again, Randy. You did it again. Hey, folks. Say huh? a big huh? Huh? Wait, no. Can I run? You want me to run down the trail? You want me to run down the rabbit's foot trail for you a little bit? Want me to? Huh? Went to Hillary's house, didn't we? 
Where's Hillary? Where's Hillary? Has Hillary ever been the same since we showed up at 15 Old House Lane in Chappaqua, New York? Has Hillary Clinton ever been the same? No, I don't think so. Hey, anybody out there? Did you get anybody ever go down to those Georgia Guidestones where they planned those things? Said that they were going to, they were going to, uh, you know, reduce the population. Anybody? Anybody seen those Georgia Guidestones? Anybody go down there and stake those things? Well, I can go on. You want me to go on? You want me to go on? So we're being obedient to what the Lord says. Everywhere you put your foot, I've given it to you as an inheritance. Why? Because the government's upon his shoulders. The government's on his shoulders, folks. And it's our job to what? To promote it, to expand the kingdom of God. And so Randy said, I think we need to do this all 12 district courts. Really? Okay. So we went and did it. I got pictures and pull up this month's newsletter, John, if you can, as as uh, uh, as uh, we listen to Matt Walsh here a minute. Go ahead. So go ahead. Last night was a, a big night because it marked the single most crushing legal defeat that trans activists and corrupt civil liberties organizations and big law firms and big pharma have suffered in years. Less than 24 hours ago, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, which has jurisdiction over Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee, issued a point-by-point refutation of every substantive argument that proponents of transgenderism have made over the past decade. And this was not a ruling on technicalities. This was a well-articulated takedown of their claims in every dimension, medical, legal, logical. And given the makeup of the Supreme Court right now, we can be pretty confident that this ruling is going to cause some major problems for trans activists, for the indefinite future. It's hard to see the Supreme hang on, Court hang right on, now. Hang on, listen, hey folks, listen. The Luciferian left went all. They went all in on this. They they went all in. ACLU, all their wicked, all they went all in on this case, man. Put everything they had in there to win this case, and they lost. Keep going. Overturning this ruling, and the upshot is that the bans on child gender transitions in both Tennessee and Kentucky will stand. So both are immediately going into effect. You know, when our ban was passed in Tennessee, trans activists gloated that they would easily get it overturned in court. But they failed. We beat them. Now, in a moment, I'm going to get into specific details about this ruling and what exactly it says and the context for it. But one of the first takeaways is this, that no matter how often you're smeared as a bigot, no matter how often uh, you're told to believe a lie and to just trust the experts, quote unquote, you have to maintain your convictions. Like, if you know that what you're saying is true, then you stand by that. And if you do that, eventually you'll win. I mean, the truth really does prevail eventually. And in this case, the lives of millions of children are better off because of it. Now, you may remember that it was just about a year ago that we ran a series of video clips from Vanderbilt Medical Center in Tennessee. And these clips showed that uh, medical professionals at Vanderbilt were pushing experimental operations on young people, including children who claimed that they were transgender and born in the wrong body. And in one case that we uncovered, a physician at Vanderbilt admitted that operations like this were a big moneymaker for the hospital. And in fact, she said that that was one of the ways that she convinced the hospital to get into this business is by pointing out how much money there was in it. And this footage and many other clips and news reports okay, along can, these lines. you can lines, cut it off, okay? Look, you put this in the chat, they can watch it, John. It goes on for about 19 minutes. This is devastating, folks. Bear with me. I got about seven shows in my head right now that I'm going to try to get to you here this morning. Now that my mind's working again uh, after whatever. Pull up for me. Uh, I, w- I want to talk to you a little bit here about uh, uh, tyranny of the minority. Tyranny of the minority. By the way, the newsletter's up there. And I did. I'm, some of you were sending me letters. I, I've tried to put pictures up there in, our, in this. Lord loves justice and judgment, right? And so our newsletter, which just it just goes out, there's a picture of Randy and his crew. Randy's the one who put it together. God bless Randy Lunsford. He put this thing together. There's a, there's a group of people that are on the ground, and I don't know where. I'm sorry, but there's a group in Atlanta. There's a group up in New York, I think. There's a group standing. That's that's Mark Trump standing somewhere. There's Mark. Uh, there's a. Can you believe he was at my house? Can you believe that Craig was at my house and I wasn't home? I was at the top of the hill. But Craig is there. There's Clay standing there. What? And, this, and the 12 things that we read, the 12 declarations that we, that we read, and uh, the court ruled. The court ruled. Lord loves justice and judgment. So I got to thinking about the, the fact that trannies rule the world. Not only trannies. Everything that we've been, that we've been fighting in America is, is 
the tyranny of the minority. The put the, get that phrase locked in your brain, folks. The tyranny of the minority. So you sitting down? I googled this one this morning. What percentage of the U.S. population is transgender? Now, hang on a minute. First of all, can we even define what that means? Do we? Is there really a def? We saw the Supreme Court justice. She couldn't even define woman, what that meant. Can you define transgender? What does that even mean? Or is that another one of those made up words that we all pick up and repeat? And the next thing you know, it is fact. Transgender is fact. When I was a kid, well, some of you out there, what did they call it when you were a kid? They didn't call it transgenderism. What did they call it? Come on, what did they call it? Transvestite. Cross-dresser. Cross-dresser. What else? Faggot. Come up. Yeah. Freak. Yeah, Freak. Call, them, call them names, man. Call them names. We're not allowed to call people names anymore. Right? It's mean. It's mean. So what percentage? Don't don't scroll up there yet. Don't scroll up. Don't you dare scroll up there. Anybody want to guess what percentage of the U.S. population? Hey, this is even if these stats are true. You know this, that even if it's true, these stats are inflated. You know it's inflated, right? It's tyranny of the minority, right? Which, by the way, was just slammed down in Cincinnati because Randy put together a team that went out. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Well, according to the Centers for Disease Control, why would they, why would they be doing disease control? <laughs> go back up a little bit. Go back up a little bit. According to the Centers for Disease, folks, why would they be called, are they calling transgenderism a disease? Huh? According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, transgender is an umbrella term. Oh, yeah, they all get it. They love those, don't they? For people whose gender identity or expression is different from the sex assigned at birth. First of all, that is malarkey. That is absolute malarkey. Assigned at birth. So they're born. I'm a man because the doctor slapped me on the butt and said, Yep, yeah, that's a, I think that's a boy. He's got a deep voice. Assigned at birth? What the heck are you talking about? Do you see how they manipulate the language? On the other hand, the term is cisgender, which of course is another made-up term. Individuals whose current gender identity is the same as the sex they were. Oh, so I'm cisgender. I was born a male and I think I'm one. Woo! So what percentage of the U.S. population is transgender? Well, according to a national survey, about 1%. 1%. They're guessing maybe 1%. And the entire American culture and society is being driven by 1% of people who are mentally ill. You with me, Dr. Paul? You're a doctor. You with me, huh? huh? These people are mentally ill. Well, we're, we're, we're sorry they're mentally ill, but it's no different. Hey, folks, can I tell you, are you looking at me? Pedophilia is a mental illness. Any, any man or, who wants to dingle around with a little boy or little girl, that dude is sick. But I can tell you this, there's, ped, there's pedophiles out there, and they're coming, to a, they're coming to a law near you, okay? It's coming to a law near you, right? Boom. I can tell you this, there are far more pedophiles than there are transgenders. So if they can slide this thing under the door, hmm? so about 1% of the nation's adult population identifies as trannies. This is a 22.6 million Americans. I don't believe it. Sorry. Most of the U.S. adult, uh, huh? Really? 97.5 are normal? They call us cisgender. Hey, Johnny, you're normal, dude. If you like girls, you're normal. Isn't that good to know? Isn't that good to know? <laughs> if you like girls, how do I know if I'm transgender or gay? I mean, how, how do I figure that mess out? Okay. So there it is, approximately 1%. And what is what are what is the wedge issue that they're using to drive everything? And thank God this the sixth district court of appeal stood up and basically said, hold your ears. You guys are full of crap. <laughs> That's basically what they said. You can't do that. You can't do that. Right? You with me? Folks, we are so winning. We're so winning. Hang on, I gotta show you something else. Uh, 
I'll put that up. So ask yourself this. If we really want to get down into discrimination, is there anybody more discriminated against in regards to playing sports than short people? Can anybody? Can I'm I'm five foot to seven on a good day. Can I play football? Can I get can I make eight million dollars to play football? Can I make eight million dollars to play basketball? Can I make eight million dollars to play baseball? No, because the first thing they want to say is you're too small. How many people? <clears throat> hey, hey, Johnny, see how, how fast you are on the draw there, Johnny. What percent? What percentage of men are under five foot eight? See if you can find that real quick. What percentage of men? I think I'm a minority. I think I'm a minority. Not sure here. And I'm getting oh, how, can you imagine being short woman? Can you imagine that? Oh my God! If you're a short woman, oh man, the world would be against you. What percentage of U.S. males are 5'10"? That doesn't start there. That'd be a good thing. Huh? I can't even read it. Uh, search engine reveal. Click, blah, 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 blah. Men are 70%. Men who are 70 inches tall are, that's about half the age. It's 59%. 40% of even taller than that. So here I am, poor little me, at five foot six. I am an absolute, I have no chance. There are no doors open for me in the NBA. There's no doors open for, okay, well, let's get away. What about fat women? How about fat women out there? How many fat women get a chance to pose for a Sports Illustrated swimsuit catalog? How many get to do that? Would that be a, would that be a, huh? In fact, I think skinny, sexy girls are probably the minority. When you look at the average person walking down the street, you don't see some pretty little girl with big boobs and real. You don't see that. That's a minority, right? Yet that's the, that's the image. How about fat men? How about fat men with bellies? Hmm? Do fat men with bellies? They, do the, do fat men with bellies? They get all the chicks. Why do you have to be athletically strong and virile and handsome to get all the pretty chicks? Why is that? There's discrimination everywhere you look. Huh? What? What about guys don't have any hair? That ain't fair. I got gray hair. That ain't fair. Every time I walk into some, every time I walk into a room, they see this short, stocky, balding, gray-haired guy. I'm being discriminated. Did you, are you anybody tracking with me here? Anybody tracking with me? Is anybody tracking with me? See what I'm saying? You see what they've done to us, right? So it's always been the tyranny of the minority, okay? Now, pull up. Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to go there. Pull up number four real quick. Oh, no, no, no. I got, I got so much good stuff. Pull up uh, number five. Gender stats. Is that the one you just had up there, Johnny? Huh? huh? New household pulse survey data reveals differences between LGBT and non-LGBT. Stung. What? Now, now they're taking LGBTs and they're making it about COVID, folks. Are you are you kidding me, folks? What? A larger share of LGBT respondents than non-LGBT respondents experience depression. Oh, so the LGBT people are depressed because of COVID. Normal people aren't. We're not depressed. Do you understand? Do you understand how they play this game over and over and over again? In fact, if you are normal. You can be discriminated against, and they couldn't care less. Somebody give me an amen. You, you see, you get the game, don't you? Amen. amen. Huh? Yeah. How about this? 13% of LGBT sons live in a household that experienced food insecurities. Oh, only the queers, huh? I'm sorry if I use the word. Only the, they're the only ones that experience food insecurities, LGBT homes, really? Nearly a quarter of LGBT respondents reported the loss of employment. Only the LGBTs did? Only, only them? Did any of the normal folks? Do? Oh, what? Look at this. Half of LGBT respondents reported experiencing anxiety. Oh, my Lord. And then a larger share, 38% of respondents that then none have experienced Depression. Folks, you see what's going on? You understand? And so then what are they talking about in your church and where you go? These freak minorities. We have to be kind to these freak minorities. Can I tell you something else? I'm a pretty much freak minority. 
I wear my cross on my head and Christ on my heart everywhere I go. And I'm telling you, I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority. That, in fact, I didn't get hired for a job because of that. Huh? Discrimination, baby. They discriminated against me because I was a Christian. Boy, you know what I messed up? I should have been a Christian LGBTQRS guy. Then I'd have, then I'd have got the job, right? You, are you, you, you with me, folks? So this is what we're up against. This is what we're fighting against. This is the battle that lies before us. And uh, I, I posted a meme. Uh, Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. But the folks, this is so important that we understand the game that's being played. And it's a suppression of, of thought and speech. You are not permitted to say what you think. Scroll down, John. I want everybody to see the meme that I posted. <clears throat> I'm not going to go that. That's one on the Buckeye Lake. You ought to go there and see a couple of boat rides. I took a boat ride with my wife. So go next one. Right there. Nope. Okay, so here's what I posted. I said, in style, sorry, our daughters would never go to homecoming half-dressed. Does anybody know what I'm talking about out there? Are you, are you guys watching what, what girls are wearing to the homecoming? Are you? Right? Amen. Huh? Well, it blew up, by the way. My, and you know what? You know what, it's, you know what people are saying? Thanks for saying it. Thanks for saying it. Because they're afraid to say it. Put some damn clothes on, will you? Put some clothes on. Parents. Have your girls put some clothes on. Why? Because if you don't get your girls to put some clothes on, you're going to need an abortion center. That's why. That's why. Pastors talk about that. Would, would that be something germane to speak about from the pulpit? To stand up in there and say, listen, now that we're approaching homecoming, uh, let, me, let me caution all of you. Young men get turned on when they see boobs and butts. It turns young men on. And that's why in our society, you see so much sex in the advertisements. You see so many girls. You see so many suggestive things. And uh, here in our church, because we appreciate purity and we appreciate uh, modesty, I want to warn the parents out there. If your child's going to go to the uh, uh, homecoming dance, please have your children put some clothes on. Would you please have your children put some clothes on? Anybody think I'm crazy? Anybody think I'm nuts? Because look, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dress suggestively. Hey, Johnny, you ain't good? Pull that up there. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. It's all throughout the football games. Dallas Cowboys. Hey, we know. Hey, anybody help me out there? Why are the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders scantily clad? Does anybody know? Is it because they want to, uh, because they cheer better when they don't have any clothes on? Is that, is that what, is that what, made, why are they scantily clad? Come on, somebody sex, tell me. Sex sells. Sex sells. Sex sells. Men will turn in to look at those girls, kick up their legs, and show between their legs. Come on, come on. And then, Women, mothers, will let their children go to the prom and the homecoming dressed like that. Christian parents. When's the last time anybody, I'll give some, my, Myra will give somebody $10 if you can tell me the last time you heard your pastor speak against modesty in dress. No, no, Myra just said $100. She'll give $100 if you can name one pastor that you know spoke specifically towards that target. No? Mm. Somebody help me. Yeah. My pastor did it a couple months ago. Really? Yes. Myra, you owe Steve $100. <laughs> okay, Steve, send me your address. Okay, so you get, you get, you, are, you, are you getting with, are you tracking with me, friends? Are you tracking with me? And so what happens in normal, God-fearing, chill, I, the job of a father is to protect his daughters. And when a young girl gets dressed suggestively, as a father, I would step in and say, nope, nope, because I used to be a boy, and I know what they're looking, thinking about when they're looking at you. And they ain't looking at how pretty you are. They're trying to figure out how they can get in your pants. Somebody say amen. Would somebody out there say amen? Boom. And I will not allow them 
to think that way about you because I love you too much and my job is to protect you. And I will not allow you to be lured down that wall, that road where you're nothing but a piece of meat to some guy out there who can't wait to chop it. Do I have any friends in here? Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Right? And you know what they say? People, and most of them, it's 98%. About time somebody said it. Anybody, anybody like me? Oh, I'm all over the place today. I'm feeling better. Anybody remember dress code in high school? Anybody have a dress code? You guys remember that, don't you? Dress codes? <clears throat> hey, Johnny, now we'll see, really see how good you are. Google uh, homecoming dresses. Do you guys, do you guys remember? Well, I used to pick up my girlfriend. She was dressed with a long dress. She had a flower. She looked, look at this. Homecoming dresses. Oh, oh, look at that one there in the middle. Look at that. Look at that. Right? And I know Christian parents who dress their daughter like that and send her off to the prom and camp are shocked when she gets pregnant. That's right. And you know what I've else happens? I've I seen this. It, screw, it screws up the boy, too, because he then is a father. Hmm? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place on that. I'm all over the place. And all I said was, sorry, our daughters, being Abby and Maggie, would never go to the homecoming dress like that. No way would they ever go. And then people call me a bigot, and I, it, it's, it's unbelievable where our minds are, folks. It's crazy. Uh, one more thing, I think. Then I'll open it up. Uh, I did that. I did that. I did that. Uh, go to number four. <clears throat> so the guy who wants to be president of the United States, Newsom out there, California, Tucson, Newsom, he signs the law regarding gender-neutral bathrooms. You guys know what that, you know what gender neutral means? It means boys can go in and pee right beside the girls. <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say. How can this law pass for less than 1% of the people? Less than 1%? How about... We get a law passed that they take sugar out of the cafeteria. We lost our, we lost our, we lost our minds. Lost our minds. Oh, God, 7.30 already. I'm not nearly where I wanted to go. Go ahead, Myra, then Craig, then Roger. Go, Myra. Yes, Coach. Um, Righteousness exalteth a nation, and sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalteth the nation. So somewhere along the line, there's somebody that's not trying to exalt our nation. They're trying to destroy our nation. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, uh, Coach. Goat's approach for mental health, transgender, and depression. Isaiah 61, 1-3. Isaiah 61, 1-3. The Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord have anointed me to preach the good tidings unto meek he have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn to appoint unto them the Mount of Zion to give to them beautiful ashes, the oil of mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. Sing I remember when I was coaching football in high school. I'm sorry, when I was playing football in high school, I had to get my hair cut to even be on the team. Doug Grandstaff, my football coach, said, get a haircut that you're not, you're not playing. Right? You learned to comply. Have you noticed now that the only ones that have to comply 
of the Christians. We have to comply to the government edicts. We have to bend over. We have to lay down everything we believe for the minority. It's a ploy of the devil. Craig, come on in. So, well, Coach, I want to you know, give you kudos for bringing this whole thing up about the um, homecoming. My wife was talking about this. But I want to take you back uh, to September 26, 2022. I want to read about three sentences of a document that was generated in Pass Assault Ministries endorsed. You were there. It says, therefore, we're calling on all God-fearing Americans and ministers to lead their respective congregations to be of one accord, daily bowing our hearts and getting on bended knee in the month of September 2022, to be united of one accord in the spirit of humility, of prayer, remorse and fasting for the sins of our nation and our people. I want us to skip down there. I want us to go to, we as a people have embraced these sins instead of repenting and turning from them. And I want to go to number three because we came up with six. Number three is sexual immorality, pornography, lewdness and lascivious behavior, especially on our youth. Those dresses and this type of thing that we are allowing in our country are things we need to repent for and not embrace. And it starts with us. It starts with the church. That's right, Craig. And you know what they've told us, see? They've told us that we are not the judge, right? How dare you? Sorry, I just dropped something there. How dare you? How dare you demand the rest of us where have Christian values? How dare you do that? Oh, by the way, Will your daughter please put on a dress that shows her boobs and her ass? Would you do that? Would you comply with the styles? Come on, folks. Come on. Roger, come on in. I know you popped out. Come on in. No? All right. All right. So that was that third day declaration. That's what we that's what we read. And I would pull that up for me, Johnny. I still sent you that as a, a standalone thing. Third day dec- declaration which is what we, no, not that one, <clears throat> not that. It says, uh, I just forwarded it to you. I just forwarded it to you, I think, didn't I? Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Uh, and then all, all the third. Oh, well, hell with it. All right. All right, doesn't matter. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. It's my fault. You guys remember the third day declaration? Remember the third day declaration, right? What we read, I, I, Johnny, I'm going to send it to you again. I'm sure I sent it to you. Let me, let, let, hang on. Sorry, folks. Live radio here. We ought to be, we ought to be declaring, the, we are getting victories. We ought to be declaring these every stinking day. Every day as part of our prayer, we ought to be repeating these declarations. Go on down there, John, if you could. Scroll on down. This is what we read at those Supreme Courts. What are they? Okay, hang on. Betty, read number one. Joe Allen, read number two. Vinny, read number three. Steve Deck, read number four. Susie Baldwin, read number five. Jeff Klein, read number six. Jock, read number seven. Uh, Craig Mickle, read number eight. I ran out of names. Go. These are the declarations. We know that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder even the soul and spirit. There's nothing more powerful than the word of God. Number one, go. Jesus is king and Lord over this nation, including its constitutional republic. Amen. We ought to be declaring this every day. Who's got number two? Go. As a covenant nations, we are in agreement with the Father to manifest his divine judgment and the wrath upon all ungodliness, tyrannical, and evil agendas. Everybody agree with that? Everybody say amen, Lord. That's what we'd like you to do, Lord. We'd like you to do that. Number three, who has to go? All righteous biblical law is supreme, including the Bill of Rights. The use of maritime law no longer as jurisdiction over the land and common law. Amen. Anybody agree with that? Anybody agree with that? Number Amen. four. Amen. All president passed unlawful and unrighteous precedent laws are null and void. They're null and void. All of them are null and void. That's what we're believing, right? Why? Because God said so. Number five, who's got it? 
all judges who are unwilling to follow the constitution of God's rule of law and make right. Whoa, you moved it on me. I'm reading it off your screen. That's all right. You're doing good. Go ahead. According are hereby evicted and commanded to leave the bench. Yes, all judges who are unwilling to follow the Constitution of God's rule of law and make righteous judgments accordingly are hereby evicted and commanded to leave the bench. Go with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Go with uh, <laughs> Feinstein. Get out of here. All those 80-year-old creeps, get them out of there. Who's got the next one? This is my grandson, David. Justice and liberty for all are once again Justice to be guaranteed in the Constitution. Amen. Justice and liberty for all are once again a big guarantee under the Constitution. David, can you read number seven there? All judges and attorneys, attorneys not willing to disbar from the bar, slave masters will no longer be recognized in any constitutional court. Homeschooler said it, baby. Homeschooler said it. That a boy, Dave. That a boy. Oh, what if we taught this to our children, right? Huh? Instead of teaching girls to, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to behave. Who's next? All two-tiered systems of justice are hereby cursed and no longer sustainable. Amen with that one. Everybody out there say amen. We ought to be reading this every day. Amen. We ought to be declaring this every day. Amen. I can read it. All federal agencies not instituted by congregation, congressional law and the will of the people have no jurisdiction or authority and are thereby null and void. Thus says the Lord. Why, Betty? Because the government shall be upon his shoulders. Right? The government's upon his body. And that's what we're declaring. Who's got number 10? I like All this that, one. I got All it, Babylonian inspired and tax funded government and judicial systems are completely expunged off duty with no recognition of authority. Amen. Amen on that one. I'm Get with out of here, Babylon. I'm with you on that one. Go ahead, Trent. Do the next one. The Church of Jesus Christ is freed from government interference and has every right to function within governmental agencies. What was the Pharaoh said? So let it be written. So let it be done. Who's got number 12? Amen. Somebody I go. Number 11. The Church of Jesus Christ is freed from the government interference and has every right to function within the governmental agency. Boom, Boom. Boom. Who's got number 12? The posterity of this nation and continent must be protected and defended from all criminal agendas with the penalty of God's wrath as a deterrent. Boom, David, say boom. Boom. Not loud, you got to say it and mean it. Boom! Boom, that's right, baby. Number number 13. Hallelujah. All Luciferians installed representatives are guilty of crimes against humanity and the welfare of this nation and are hereby terminated and charged accordingly. Mitch McConnell out. Go. Get out of there. Get out of there in Jesus' name, right? Number 14, who's got it? I got it. Go. The the great captain of our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the final judge, and all necessary angelic hosts are released by decree of the court of heaven to act on behalf of the sons of God in this military campaign to make an end of all Antichrist persons in their evil, lawless agendas. For example, dominion, occupancy, equals Amen, dominion. Amen, Glenn. Randy, this is annoying. Boom. Number 15. Who's got number 15? I Somebody start reading. All necessary, holy, angelic hosts are released by decree of the court of heaven to act on behalf of the sons of God in the military campaign to make an end of an antichrist person and their evil lawless agendas at all. Say amen, David. Amen. Amen. Number 16. We We hereby 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 lose the creation from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Amen. That ought to be part of our daily prayer every day. Every day, folks. Why? Because we are pushing back the forces of darkness like we can't even even understand. Somebody come on in. Some I got more. I got more. Come on in. Nancy, Keep go on ahead. going, Coach. Keep on going, Coach. We, All right. Go ahead, Nancy. We also we need to put on the full armor of God, too. Our helmet Amen. of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, our belt of truth. We need to shod our t- feet with the gospel of peace. We take up the so, uh, shield of faith to quench the fiery dart and the sword of the spirit, 
is the word of God, our Bible, and we need to read it daily. We need to think of him daily and let all those other things just go to the wayside. Because we need to read it like we believe it, don't we, Nancy? We need we to do. declare it. We declare it. Randy, declare. this is so anointed of God, Randy. This is so anointed of God. We ought to be reading this every day because, David, we got the devil on the run. Hey, David, no, you can't be on my show without that. We got the devil on the run. Got the devil on the run. That's what we're doing here. Okay, hang on. Pull up the game of church. Going to lighten it up here a little bit for some of you who don't like being yelled at. Pull that up, Johnny, the game of church. I saw this on the internet on Friday, I think it was, and I couldn't hardly hold my head up. And I said, oh, my goodness, is this ever it? There it is. Can you make it bigger, John? Play the game of church. Forget what life is all about. Wander aimlessly. Accomplish nothing. A great way to waste time and money. So here's the start. Here's how you start in this game. You start by, David, do you see it? What says start? By confessing faith in the church system. Then the next step, you roll the dice. The next step is waste time in countless church activities. No time for your family. Number Next one is speak in tongues. No one understands no, no one understands. I'll oh, speak in tongues. No one understands. It impresses God and others. Next one, donate seed money. Make you make God repay you double. This good, huh? Go to the next one. For unquestioning loyalty, you are appointed to church board. You get five stars for your crown. Yes. Oh, then we get to do what, Dave? Join a prayer chain. Feel holy while spreading gossip. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Then, Merry Christmas. Waste $2,000 buying gifts and party supplies that support the merchants. The next one, follow church tradition. Promote oppression by supporting controlling government. You get 30 halos for that one. Study Bible for yourself. Discover the truth. Use favor with preacher. Lose favor with the preacher. That's a punishment, see? When you studied the Bible for yourself, you discover the truth. Uh-oh, you're in bad hope. You're in bad way with your preacher. Listen to a heretic and question your preacher. If you do that, you lose 30 halos. You are possessed by demons. Lose your turn until you repent and regain favor. And then get camp fever. Blow family savings driving across the country for your annual fix. Win 50 halos. And the game of church is graveyard of whatever. Folks, too much truth in that one, isn't it? In that, huh? Amen. You win freedom. Excommun oh, there's more. I guess there's more. Excommunication. Lose favor with preacher. Go to outer darkness. Give till it hurts. Help pay off the bank debt on your church building. Receive 50 here. This is too good. It's too good. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Come on in, Rochelle. Thanks. Thanks for rescuing me there. I had to catch my breath. I'm feeling normal again. I was just saying they need a little spot on there that says compromise until the Bible means nothing to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or hide in the Dude. corner till the rapture comes, right? Oh, by the way, time out. <laughs> exactly. Time, time out. Folks, I'm about to do something I ain't never done. Dave, you get in front of me. See, I'm the star of the show. You're not the star yet. Sit back. There you go. So pull up for me. Next Monday, pull up the, the original one, Johnny. Folks, next Monday and Tuesday. I was on the phone yesterday with my friend, Charles Jennings. Thanks, Davey. David's family camped out in the tent last night. Isn't that, isn't that cool? The entire family camped out in the tent right outside the door here. Jonathan, pull up. Uh, it says Charles Jennings right at the top. Truth and history. Truth and history. I spoke to Charles Jennings. I'm good, this is going to make some of you really, really nervous. Really nervous. Next Monday and Tuesday, never done this ever before. Yes, Carrie, it was. It was another rapture dig. Next Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, Pastor Charles Jennings is going to come on and do an hour presentation. Number one, who are the Jews? Who is Israel? What is the kingdom of God? You know what happened? I was uh, cleaning out some stuff. And uh, 
I came across one of Charles Jennings' Truth and Histories. He sends out these little booklets three times, uh, once every three months. Did, did I send that one to you, Johnny? Can you click on that one? It says file 910 file right beside. Can you can you pull that up? Are you able to? Hey, I knew that was going to happen. I knew what I knew it was going to happen. So I don't I don't have the book. I'm not prepared. And here's what it was. Look, are you looking at me? Oh, I'm going. I know this is dangerous. Is everybody that lives in America a Buckeye? Betty, is do people who live in Michigan are they Buckeyes? Is everybody who no. lives in is no. everybody is everybody who lives in America black? No. Is everybody who lives in America white? No. No. Is everybody that lives in America Chinese? No. 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 They're all different families. They're all different ethnic groups, right? Friends, not all Israelis are Jews. Do you get this? Do you get this? Not all Israel is Israel. Jesus Christ himself told us that. So this, see, Charles Jennings is so brave because he's not afraid to take on the truth and tell you the truth in history that a lot of people who are masquerading as Jews aren't Jews. Boom. This is not whether you love Jews or don't love Jews. It's whether you love those who really are the Jews, as opposed to, well, Charles Jennings, two days, Monday and Tuesday. Going to lose half of our audience because nobody wants to know the truth. But Charles Jennings will give you truth in history. Hey, uh, where is that? Can, can I? Okay, hang on. Somebody can come on in if you want to. I, got, I can't believe I don't have that thing here. That... Coach, I just want to say thank you this morning to Betty, Martin, Donna, and Phil. Them four drove to Mount Vernon, two-hour drives for most of them, come up there and hung out with us Saturday, and Donna especially. Donna was a hoot to have on that square. She sang, she gave testimony. It was amazing. She enjoyed it. 81 years old, driving two hours from Springfield. We enjoyed it. I said, Donna, you come back anytime you want. <laughs> it was great. And, amen, Jeff. I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge that. I knew Donna was up there. And God, God bless her and Betty and everybody. We just got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. Um, I don't know how to get this PDF to him so you can see it on the screen. I, I mean, I clicked right on it, Johnny, and it opened right up. But Here's what happened, friends. I have a, I have a sauna, not a big sauna. I have a little sauna over here. I was in my sauna because I was trying to get all that sickness out of me. And when I walked by my sauna as I was cleaning stuff, I grabbed one of the Truth and History books that that Charles Jennings sends to me. And it was from 2018, I think, 2018. And ten Christian myths about Jews and Judaism. Johnny, yeah, they, look at this guy. He's going to my email. John, go to go to stuff. Go to stuff. Just click on stuff. Uh, I can't. Probably not going to be able to. John, what are you trying to do? Go to stuff, John. No, no, just go right down here. Me it says me fifth one down. This is this is why I send Jonathan every day. Ten minutes. Okay, look, I'm going. I'm going. Here's what Charles Jennings. You can quit, John. We're, we're going to run out of time by the time you get up there. So I would I would show you right here. Here's this is out of Charles Jennings. You can't see it, all right? On my screen is a PDF that I'm trying to get up on here. I didn't do a very good job. John, I don't think we have time, man. You're working good. Ten myths. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Ten myths. Ten Christian myths about Jews and Judaism. We don't even know who the Jews are. We don't even know who they are. The real ones, we don't know who that. This is not anti-Semitic. It's like calling Betty a Wolverine. She's not a Wolverine. She lives in Ohio. She's a Buckeye. She's an American, but she's a Buckeye. She's not a Wolverine. All right? So here are the 10 questions. I'm going to run down real quick. Oh, I'm losing my audience now. I feel it. I feel it. That's all right. Number one, would you like to know the answer to this question, friends? 
All Jews have an unbroken ancestral line back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes or no? Number two, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were Jews. Sorry. Number three. Oh, yeah, next week, next next Monday, he's going to be doing this. Oh, this guy going. I, oh, well. I hate PDFs. By the way, if you go to Charles Jennings, you can get his mailings free. Free. There's all kinds of great stuff on there. If you really want to know the truth about our Christian heritage and our Christian faith, and is that nation of Israel, are all those people in Israel Jews? Or was it just the tribe of Judah that were the Jews? Are you with me? Oh, folks, there's so much stuff that we've been taught that is not factually true. That's why Charles Jennings calls his website Truth and History. All right, I, I blew, I blew whatever momentum I had going. But I want to make sure you know that next Monday and Tuesday, he's going to be here and he's going to answer all these questions that we all have. The confusion, the confusion. Folks, are you looking at me? Is George Soros one of God's chosen people? Really? Really? George Soros, an Ashkenazi Jew, he's doing the will of Jesus Christ, the Messiah? What? What? See, we're confused. It's because we don't understand our world and biblical history. Babylon, all that's that's folks, that's what that's what we're gonna. Oh man, I'm so excited because I don't know about you. I want to know the truth. I want to believe what's true. But that's the only thing that'll set us free. Thanks, Randy, for rescuing me here. A couple minutes left. Go ahead. Coach, put up Galatians 6. Galatians 6. Um, what's the verse here? Uh 16. 616. Okay, in the first verse in the Galatians, Paul is writing to the churches of Galatia. Okay, Coach, the churches yes. of Galatia. That is, that's uh, it's not that's not in Jew, Jew, Israel. That's in uh, Asia. Okay, these are these are not now. There's Jews there, but there's a lot of lot of Gentiles. So what's he say? As many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. So, Coach, if you study this out, you don't have to take my word for it. Paul is trying to show them now, because of the new covenant, we are all the Israel of God. We're all it. All of us are God's. Everyone born again of the Spirit of God is the Israel of God. So, Coach, when you when you knock down the old lie of God's only God, the Jews are God's chosen people. Then you can move forward, but until you get past that, you cannot. You can't see who you really are in Christ until then. And Randy, again, again, not everyone who says unto me, "Lord, Lord," shall enter the kingdom. Those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. He warns us very clearly, folks. Don't you want to know who God's chosen? If the Jews are God's chosen people, don't you really want to know who they are? Do you want to be worshiping Buckeyes, but they're Wolverines? Do you want to do that? It's family of tribes, the 12 tribes. Not all of them were Jews. The tribe of Judah were Jews. The rest were Hebrews. Oh, my goodness, there's so much we have to learn and unlearn. And I'll probably make some of you uncomfortable because of all the stuff that they've told you. That's why Charles Jennings calls it truth in history. Truth in history. Wow. How are my people destroyed? Can anybody can anybody finish that for me? My people are destroyed for, for a lack of knowledge. For a lack, lack of, of knowledge, knowledge. Huh? Those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. That's hey, folks, those two scriptures quoted. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this today, but here's the good news. Thanks for all the prayers. I'm back. I'm at the top of my game. I got my Brideon show coming up here. Got a weekend, couple weeks, or some really great ministry stuff ahead. Jesus Christ is King. He's Lord. He's King of Kings. He's Lord of Lords. He's King over all creation. He's King right now. And the sooner we can understand that, the faster we're going to advance this King. Hallelujah. Amen. Tomorrow.